Good evening, everyone. We gather again for continuing our discussion of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the narrative of the first version of it, because it appears again in the Madhya Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's conversion of the sannyasis in Banaras. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Krishna Sankirtan ki jai. So, uh, in, in recent discussions, we've heard that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is replying to Prakashananda Saraswati and relating to him what he says is a conversation that he had with his guru, in which his guru told him he was unqualified to study the Vedanta. And uh, in its stead, that he should chant the Krishna mantra. Hmm? And, excuse me, as well, the, uh, the holy name of Krishna. So it's obvious from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's relating this to Prakasana Saraswati that he received the Nam mantra and also the, excuse me, the, the, the Krishna mantra, the Gopal mantra. And um, or a version of it, and the um, mandate to, to chant the Maha Mantra, the Hare Krishna Mantra, mm-hmm. and um, he relates the uh, effects uh, that this had upon him to Prakashananda Saraswati, and how he then reported this to his guru Ishwar Puri, and we come tonight to. Um, how Ishwar Puri replied to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, having heard this. He says, Hasai, Hashai, Nachai, More, Kore, Koraye, Karandan. Etoshuni Guru Hasi, Balilavachan. So, uh, saying that it causes me to laugh and to cry and to dance and so forth, hearing this, Shuni, Eto Shuni, hearing this, Guru Hasi, Bolilavachan, my Guru smiled. He was pleased to hear this. And he spoke as follows, Krishna Nam Mahamantrer Eta Swabhav Yed Jape Tar Krishna Upajai Bhav So here he refers to the Nam mantra of Krishna, Krishna Nam, uh, as the Mahamantra. Krishna Nam Mahamantra Etasubhav. You see, he's talking about the nature, he says the nature of the Krishna Nam Mahamantra. So, rather than the, the Diksha Mantra now, he's talking about the Hari Nam. Yes, its efficacy, which we know is, as we heard, is greater than 
that of the Diksha Mantra, but the greatness and the power of the Nam Mantra to bestow the Prem, Krishna Chadan, that it can, is really aided by the culture of meditation on the the Diksha Mantra, which uh, in a concerted fashion focuses the sadhaka in the stage of sadhana bhakti on uh, the uh, uh, on sharanagati submission hmm? sadhana bhakti is characterized by submission and uh, sharanagati shraddha these go together shraddha is faith and sharanagati is the is the form that faith takes externally hmm? way it it's tan- the tangible way which it manifests before us. Um, so this is the focus in Sharana, in, in Sadhana Bhakti, and in Bhav Bhakti, of course, the focus is, is the longing, hmm? and 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 the drive is uh, really uh, taste and uh, um, greed and and so forth. Now there's going to be some slight overlapping of this, obviously, in the higher stages of sadhana bhakti, ruchi, and, uh, asakti, and so forth, hmm? where there's some scope for genuine longing to take uh, take place. Hmm? But basically, the two divisions of sadhana bhakti and bhava bhakti are characterized in this way. So, again, the uh, the the Krishna mantra, then in the dative case, which is a, says to Krishna, to Govinda, to, for example, Gopijanabhalava, Govindaya, Gopijanabhalavaya, Krishnaya, Swaha, I give myself, uh, I uh, offer myself. So this is supplication. Hmm? So this precedes the stage, really, of, of longing. Hmm? There's not much value in the longing, in the in a longing in the absence of submission and saranagati. And this is what Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur would talk was talking about when he used to say, first serve, then desire. Be a saranagata. Then let's talk about hmm, rasa. Hmm? Fair enough. <laughs> uh, as I say sometimes, well, you've you've been given a sadhaka deha, and immediately you want to sit a deha. Sadhaka deha is not good enough. Hmm? You've perfected that already. That's a work in progress. It's already perfected, just like that. It's possible, but there should be some symptoms. Hmm? So, with the culture of sharanagati. In the context of the sampradaya, we naturally have an ideal hmm, to attain the braj bhakti and so forth. And uh, we know that there are specific windows of opportunity that sampradaya offers us and so forth. But some, it's just like I've given an example before. If you go to the mall and you want to go to room 108 and you look on the map, it says 108 is up here. And what else does it say? And you are here. So you have to focus here to go there. You have to know where you want to go, hmm? but you have to focus where you are to make the next 
step. So this is what he meant. It's very practical. First deserve, then desire. I mean, we might reply, someone might reply that, you know, there's no deserving, uh, there's no way that we qualify ourselves, nothing that we can, we do that makes us uh, more qualified for bhakti. It's it's a question of mercy, grace, uh, and so on and so forth. That's true, but what we're talking about is bhakti qualifying. Bhakti does qualify us. We don't. Bhakti qualifies us more and more. And there is a stage, Mas Mahaprabhu said in his Sankirtan of cleansing the heart, for example. Hmm? Beginning stage. So, everything in good time. And Adhikar, for eligibility, and understanding that, applying oneself accordingly, is what Bhaktivinoda Thakur refers to as real beauty. Because it's, it's very practical. It's very unbecoming when someone acts out of place. Hmm? People should know their, I mean, in society, people know their place. If they do, they act accordingly, then it's becoming. If they act out of place, then it's like uncomfortable, unbecoming. It's un, it's not beautiful. Hmm? So with regard to sadhana bhakti, then, I've given an example before that if you want to go to India, that's a great idea. And they might say, Swami, I want to go to India. What do you think? And I might say, do you have a, do you have a passport? No. Do you have a job? No. Very good. Why don't you get a job? No, I want to go to India. <laughs> well, maybe you need to get a job so that you can buy a passport. And then I'm going to ask you, do you have a visa? Ticket? Okay. Now maybe we can start talking about where you might go. So if I want to just sit and... I could, I suppose, just sit and look at the travel logs and desire to go to India and so forth. But if I never get to the work at hand of actually going through what's needed to raise the money, to get the passport, to get the visa, and so on and so forth, I'm never going to get dysentery just by looking at the um, <laughs> at the travel guide. Hmm? You have to go there to get that. I mean, I don't know what it's like now. I've been there a while, but it used to be pretty much standard uh, symptom. <laughs> of having arrived or, or spent some time there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so here, anyway, the virtues of Krishna Nam, the nature of Krishna Nam uh, is described, and in, in, in the Nam is referred to with the term Mahamantra. This uh, uh, term for describing the 16... Syllable, Nam Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, was also used by Mahaprabhu into the pen of Vrindavan Thakur in his Chaitanya Bhagavat, where he mandated that his followers chant the Mahamantra, Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So a specific reference here to the Mahamantra. Sometimes it's said by some, that the Mahamantra can only be chanted in uh, in, in Japa, hmm? because it's a Vedic mantra, appearing as it does in the Kali Samtarana Upanishad. Iti sodasakam nam nam kalikalmasanasanam. 
सर्वभेद ऐसी दुष्ट है हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे इतनी सोरासकम नाम दी सिक्सटीन नेम्स मींस एट नेम्स आई गेस सिक्सटीन सिलेबल्स सिक्सटीन सिलेबल मंत्र विल डिस्ट्रॉय द इफेक्ट्स ऑफ कलयुगा एंड एंड दिस इज हेरल्डेड इन ऑल द शास्त्रस सो सम Some people say that because it's a Vedic mantra from the Upanishads, it can't be chanted out loud. It has to be done only in Japa. But obviously, Mahaprabhu is chanting out loud, dancing and singing um, with instruments and so forth. And and he he's um, also got the Krishna mantra that he's doing in Japa. Although it says Ye Jap Tare. Tar Krishna Upajai Bhav, he says uh, the nature of the Mahamantra, Hari Krishna Mahamantra, is that um, one who does the job of it uh, develops loving ecstasy for Krishna. But here the word japa can also be translated as prapa translated. So it's um, chance, and it's also true that if you, as I mentioned the other day, japa is an anga of Dhyan or smaranam, hmm? but there are three forms of the japa at the same time, which is manasik, upamsa, and bhajasik. So, in the mind, whispering, these would be examples of smaranam or dhyan, japa as as an anga of dhyan or smaranam, and the third, bhajasik, bhajik, but Bachika, 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 Bachika. Anyway, speaking loudly, out loud. Hmm? When the japa is done out loud, it becomes an anga of kirtan. Hmm? Japa of Krishna nam. Hmm? Indeed, we we find in some where we 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 are uh, discussing in the morning at this time the glories. Of Haridas Thakur, Sri Thakur Haridas ki jai, and his passing from the world, and um, uh, there it's mentioned in other places where Haridas's virtues are also um, mentioned um, that he was engaged in Sankirtan, although it's referring to his his. Uh, notoriety and fame for chanting on japa mala, three lakhs of the mahamantra daily. So it's said in some places. At least I've heard. Um, I can't cite the place, but I've heard that that uh, some devotees say that Haridas Thakur chanted three lakhs. So one lakh manasik manasa, one upamsa, one bhajasik. One in the mind, one um, whispering that oneself can hear, and one out loud that others can hear. Hmm? There's different ways, of course, of thinking about that. We can say that the, the, the chanting out loud as a limb of kirtan is the best, because other people also hear. We can also say chanting with the mind is best, because it, it implies some control. Because you could chant out loud, but your mind could be somewhere else. But you can't chant with your mind and have your mind somewhere else. You 
can't think of two thoughts at the same time. Try it. Um, so, <laughs> so if you're actually doing the manasat japa, well, then your mind is fixed, you're attentive. So that, sometimes, from that perspective, is considered to be more better, or uh, more better, <laughs> more or better, better uh, uh, chanting. But in the case of Haridas, who could chant a lack in his, in, his, in his mind, that lack, chanting out loud, is best. Hmm. Understand? <laughs> and people would benefit the most from that. And so he would do. Hmm. There's an example of the prostitute we told in another chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita coming, sent to distract him, and chanting out loud so that she could hear. And the result, we see, was extraordinary. Hmm? Right? She became a devotee. So, anyway, Mahaprabhu's guru says, Krishna Nam Mahamantrer Etasvabhav. It's the nature of the Mahamantra, the Nam Mahamantra, that those who chanted, Tar Krishna Upajayabhav. In them, Bhavapu Krishna awakens, arises. Upajai hmm. develops. The word Prabhupada uses here. Hmm. Gradually. Krishna Vishayakha Prema Parama Purushartha Jar Agi Trin Tulya Chari Purushartha. So Krishna Vishayaka with Krishna as the Vishai, the object of Prem, hmm? this is what we call the Purushartha. Prem for the perfect object of love is the, not the Purushartha, but the Parama Purushartha, he says. Purushartha means the, like a goal of life. So this is the, 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 the Parama Purushartha, the supreme goal of life. Yar agitrin tulya chari Purushartha. And he says it makes the other goals of life, hmm, dharmartha, kama, and moksha, like insignificant uh, straw in the street. Panchama purujartha, premananda mrita sindhu, moksha de ananda jar, nahyek bindu. He emphasizes this, this point now. He says it is the panchama purujartha. In case you were thinking, because he has said, it's the Parma Purushartha, Yar Agitrin Tulya Chari Purushartha. Well, he says all four. Hmm. He says it makes the other four like straws in the street, but in case that caused you to go, wait a minute, what about moksha? Hmm. We can't consider that like a straw in the street. I mean, maybe Dharma, Artha, and Kama, but what about moksha? So he, to underscore the point, no, this is the, he says, Panchama Purushartha. This is the fifth goal of life. It is beyond moksha. Premananda mrita sindhu. It is a nectar ocean, immortal ocean, nectar ocean of, of prem. Mokshadi ananda jar nai ekubindu. In comparison to this immortal ocean of nectar of prem, moksha is what? Nayek bindu, not even a drop, hmm, nothing. 
And this is the the fourth goal of life, the uh, that's beyond hmm? Turiya, the first three, into the into the invisible world and so forth. To never return from and so on and so forth. Hmm? But it's a small thing, just a drop compared to an ocean. Krishna not and he's of course speaking to the Mayavadis here, mm-hmm. whose goal is moksha, they want to a particular type of moksha, merge with Brahman. Hmm? But any kind of moksha. Krishna Namerpal Prem Sarva Shastrikoi Bhagya Siprem Tomai Kodila Udoi. The fruit, um, the, the conclusion of all the shastras is that the name of Krishna, Krishna Namerpal, that the name of Krishna is the pal, the fruit, um, or uh, prem. Hmm. Um, that the that the fruit or the result of engaging in Krishna Nam, all the shastras say, is prem. So this again, I've said before, is a, is a very Gaudiya, you know, perspective. We don't find any sampradaya, not. Ramanuja Sampradaya, Madhva Sampradaya, Nimbarka Sampradaya, Balabha Sampradaya, using the word Prem in terms of their ideal, their goal, even though they're, they're all about some type of Prem. There's Prem also in Vaikuntha. And the Balabha Sampradaya and the Nimbarka Sampradaya, their ideal is in Golok. Maybe the Balva Sampradaya in Vatsali Ras or a form of Maduras, even in, in, in the Braj, different from, from our focus. So there are all types of praying, but they they readily use the term mukti. A term, a word that that the that Sarvabhoma became disturbed at uh, hearing, even when it was found in a Bhagavatam verse after he himself had been converted to the uh, uh, the pursuit of the Prem Prayojan by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. He wanted to change the word. What does that verse go? Jiveta yo mukti pade He wanted to change it. Jiveta yo bhakti pade Mahaprabhu was pleased and displeased. He said, externally said, oh, you can't change a word in the Bhagavatam. That's not good. But internally, he was pleased with the spirit behind that, and then he um, harmonized it for him. It says, it's, he said, the verse says, Mukti Pade, so Mukti at the feet of Krishna. It, it means a, a form of bhakti. Take it easy, he said. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But this is a very Gaudiya term, Prem Prayojan. The ideal, the goal is Prem. And by contrast, it's not Mukti, it's not Mukti, it's not Mukti. Hmm? And it's not in either kinds of mukti, even in Vaikuntha. Here we're not referring only to uh, Brahmasauja, but Salokya Sarsti Samipya, Salokya Sarsti Samipya Sarupya Ikanti Apyuta Diyamanam Chagrinati Vinamat Sebanam Jana. The devotees, they, they don't accept any of these types of, of liberation. They are the perks of of, of Vaikuntha. Hmm? One may pursue those perks 
That may be the motivating factor in their practice. That's a lower idea. Or they may pursue prem in Vaikuntha and the perks. A little bit too. Eva Goswami has explained like this. That's a better idea. So the different stages and gradations even in, in the Vaikuntha. But the ideal of the Godias uh, finds that such desires for those perks, they get they get in the way of what of the the preem that Mahaprabhu is is offering. Hmm? And of course, the example is given here in the, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, not in this chapter, but later on in the fourth, in the, in, the, in, the, in the eighth chapter of Madhilila, when Mahaprabhu asks Ramanandaroy to speak on the sadhya and sadhana, the means and the goal, what are the best what's the best practice and what's the best goal. And when it comes to the end, then uh, the way he describes the gopikas there, hmm, it's uh, it's very extreme. But speak of not wanting any of the perks of Vaikuntha and only wanting praying, they only accept the bliss of praying because they know it will be pleasing to Krishna. Hmm? And they have, and he speaks about a certain type of gopi there also, who never wants to have direct union with Krishna. These are the, these are the handmaidens of, of Radha, very specific. Hmm? Um, and, and these kind of sakis, he says, without them, the union of Radha and Krishna cannot take place. What is, what is the position of Rupa Sanatana and Krishna's Kasturi Mandri, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami? Hmm? The broader idea of Saki Bhav, of course, includes all the friends of Radha. It includes some of the Priyanarma Sakas, whose Bhav is also called Saki Bhav, even though these are all different types of Saki Bhav. Hmm? And it's true that the union of Radha and Krishna can't take place without all of these participants. But particularly, uh, the emphasis is there on the, uh, the handmaidens of, of Radha who embody the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and who have particular uh, access to the loving union of Radha and Krishna. Yeah, ostensibly, owing to their age and immaturity, hmm? Um, but for philosophical, theological reasons as well. And that highest union of Radha Krishna, that is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about. So you can get an idea of what Gaudiya Vaishnava Prayoja in the fullest sense of the term, the highest sense of the term, where it extends to. It's, it's uh, specific in that way. Hmm. So he says that the, the, the fruit of Krishna, chanting Krishna Nam is prem, and all the scriptures say this, Bhagye se prem tomai korila udai. And so, you, Ishpapuri, arguably is saying to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Mahaprabhu relates the conversation, you, Bhagye se prem tomai korila You are very fortunate because in you I see this prem. You've chanted, and this is what's happened to you. Hmm? It, it makes you a little bit dysfunctional in relation to the world. Hmm? And it was such that you thought maybe there was something wrong. <laughs> no, this is, there's something wrong with the world. <laughs> You're okay. You're, you become mad in love for Krishna. Hmm? He says, Premar 
स्वभावे कोरे चित्त तनु चोब एंड कृष्णेर चारणा प्राप्ते उपजाय लोब सो प्रेमेर प्रेमार स्वभाव स्वभाव इट इज़ द स्वभाव द नेचर ऑफ़ प्रेम कोरे चित्त तनु Choba, that it that it causes transformations in the body. Hmm? It causes agitation in the body. Hmm? And Krishna Charana Prapte. And it causes us to attain the feet of Krishna. Hmm? And brings about loba. Hmm? Greed. Hmm? E- eagerness for more, something like that. Hmm? Uh, so, different ways to look at this. Of course, you could look at this as a gradation also. It causes some transformation in the body, okay, the sadhakadeha, gives rise to lobha. Hmm? And as it does, proportionately, it qualifies one for the practices of... of, of uh, all that constitute the practices of rag bhakti. Chanting is part of that. Hmm? There's this... Uh, well, we, we, we'll get to it. But there's this question about, sh- is the chanting sufficient or do I have to do Raghunuga bhakti also? Hmm? And some say, no, the chanting is sufficient. You don't need to do rag bhakti. And some say, no, the chanting is not sufficient. You have to do rag bhakti. Which one is right? The chanting leads to rag bhakti. In other words, neither one of them is right. And we'll get to that. I know it's emphasized the, the, uh, the understanding given here in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So it's the characteristic of Prem. Hmm? that it induces agitation in the body and makes one greedy to achieve the shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. So, it, as again, it could be taken also. It's the, it's, the, it's the nature of the cultivation of brain that it causes us to use the body differently and properly in a sadhaka, as a sadhaka deha rather than as a material body, only for the service of Krishna. And as that occurs, or as that takes place, then loba for Krishna, greed for Krishna, awakens, hmm? which is said to be the, you know, the, the drive, that, that the motor behind Raghunuga Bhakti, the, or, the, or the qualifier for Raghunuga Bhakti, to be driven in one's culture by taste, by eagerness, by greed. Hmm? And then he says, because here he says what? When one actually develops Prem, then at that time he naturally cries, sometimes he laughs, sometimes he chants, sometimes he runs here and there, just like a madman. Sweet Kampuro Manchashru Gadgada Bhai Barnya. Unmada Vishada Dhariya Karva Harsha Dhainya Etta Babi Bha Prima Pak 
तो गाने रे नच्छाए कृष्णेरा आनंदम बिता सागरे बसाए so here he lists one, two, three, four, five of the eight sattvikabhavas to be examples of transformations of the body in prem. There may be transformations of the body before prem in a basic way, which I'm talking about, where you are transforming the body, so to speak, from a material body to, to the full sense of a sadhaka they are practitioner's body, bringing your senses that the body is constituted of only in touch with sense objects for the pleasure of Krishna's senses. Hmm. This will increase lobe, lobha, will bring about, cause lobha to arise. And also, of course, if we want to take it the other way, in prem, the body is agitated and transformed in different ways that constitute the sattvika bhavas and Eagerness for Krishna, greed for Krishna is, is just in, intensified. Hmm. Further, so here he mentions anyway five, six of the eight um, uh, sattvika bhavas and various uh, various vyabhichari bhavas actually unmada, pishada, dairya, garbhaharsha, dainya. These are all vyabhichari bhavas, sanchari bhavas, same. Um, that in conjunction with this Daibhav give rise to these various symptoms. So uh, the sattvika bhavs are a peculiar thing. Um, sattva means something that has a nature unto itself in one, in one sense is the meaning of the word sattva. And here in this context it means that, but also it means the sattva means to have the heart completely kind of overwhelmed by uh, love for Krishna such that the bhava in the heart forcefully uh, rides on the pran, hmm, subtle air as it's thought, in the body and in the context of doing so contacts the, the fire, the earth element. And when it contacts the earth element then there's Stunning, one becomes stunned. Like stunned, was another word for that. Like petrified, it's like a frozen. Hmm? And when it touches the fire element in the body, then there is uh, perspiration and uh, and changing of colors, the color of the complexion of the body. Hmm? And when it touches what the water element, then there are tears. Uh, when it touches the ether element, then there's fainting. Hmm. When it touches the pr- when it ru- when when it stays within itself, the pran itself, the air element, then it has three effects. It, in a mild, when it does so mildly, it causes Roman the hairs to stand on end. When in an intermediate sense, it causes the trembling of the body. When it's in an intense state, then it causes the choking, gudgara, choking of of the voice. So these are the sattvika bhavs, and they're they're of a nature unto themselves, which means that they manifest in the body 
without the help of anything else. In other words, that differentiates them from anubhavs, which manifest bodily, but in our sattva, their constitutive sattva also, you know, bhava overwhelming the heart, but they they manifest in conjunction with intelligence, with like the thinking. Let me dance. Let me raise my arms. So, something like this. So, the sattvika bhavs are called such in one sense because and differentiated from the anubhavs because there's nothing else involved except that influence. And so the movements, the transformations are thought to be involuntary. And they have two sides. So here on one side you have the anubhavs, which are external movements, and all the different rasas will have different um, anubhavs. So the anubhavs for sakiras will be different than the anubhavs for Madhuri rasa. Coward girls aren't going, okay, let's have a fight. You know? They go like this. And, uh, so, so these these are all anubhavs. These, these, or the anubhavs of Vatsalya rasa will be different. Hmm? So Rupa Goswami explains that in the chapter where he, where he deals with the different uh, rasas. Hmm? But on the one side, as I say, you have these anubhavs, which are external. On the other side, you have the vyabhichari bhavs, also called sanchari bhavs. It's just two words that say the same thing, that speak about the nature of them being transitory. They come and they go, they come and they go. Some of them are mentioned here. Abhishada, mm. um, so to be despondent, darya, patience, garva, pride, harsha, joyfulness, dainya, humility. So these are all emotions. These emotions are not powerful enough to dominate and define you as friendship does, as parental love does, as romantic love does. But they influence the the stadi bhavs, the, 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 the emotions that can define you in the spiritual world. And the and the vyabhichari bhavs are different for the different rasas also. So some will experience some, some others, and, and then there's 32 of them. Hmm? So on the one end you have the Vyabhicharibhav, the other end you have the Anubhavs, in that the Anubhavs are external in their appearance, and the Vyabhicharibhavs are all internal. Pride, joy, despondency. Hmm? Uh, you don't see these. Hmm? They're all internal. Um, so it's said also, it may be said that the sattvika bhavs have a anubhav and a vabhichari aspect. Hmm? So they have an internal effect and, and, and that causes the external effect, something like that. And the different types of, of the sattvika bhavs too. There's digda, snigda, digda, ruksha, for example. So there, there are, uh, affectionate ones, hmm? uh, stigda means, and they arise from. The stigda are either primary or secondary. They arise from those emotions that have the power to uh, generate rasa, like sakya, vatsalya, madhurya. These are the primary. And the secondary ones are the secondary rasas, like hasya. Uh, vira, laughter, 
heroism, and so forth. You know, there are five primary, seven secondary rasas. So you can have snigda anubhav, snigda sattvigabhavs, hmm? which are primary or secondary, rising from, arising from either the primary rasa or the secondary rasa. Sometimes the primary rasa will be recede to the background, and a secondary rasa will will dominate for some time. That secondary rasa is like a vyabhichari in that it's transient, but not like a vyabhichari in that it has the power to generate rasa, like a stayibhav. So you can have snigda satvikabhavs, hmm? arising from either primary or secondary motions. And then you have the digda, which are indirect. They arise from something else, from something that's not if primary or secondary. Here, here, uh, different um, vyabhicharis are mentioned, but the vyabhicharis are all in conjunction with a primary or secondary rasa. So he's not talking about digda here. Indirect. Indirect is something like this, like Mother Yasoda had a dream, it's described, hmm? one night. And in the dream, Putana, in a huge body, was rolling around in her house. And she became fearful. Hmm? Um, fear was the, was the secondary rasa that dominated. Bayam. Hmm? Um, hmm? But... Her body was trembling, but it was trembling as a result of the dream of this big body of Putin rolling around in her house. It never really happened, but it happened in a dream. And that was the cause. It's an indirect cause. It's not directly caused by the rasa. She's in Vatsali rasa, and she develops fear, but her body started shaking because... She saw this in a dream. This is an example that's given to try to explain the uh, the uh, uh, indirect. Uh, and then there's the ruksha. Ruksha means that that the uh, an appearance of sakya, excuse me, of sattvika bhavs um, manifests in someone who doesn't have bhav, who doesn't have rati. That would be like rati abhas, bhav abhas. Hmm? It might come in some short period of time or something like that. Come to a festival, get absorbed in maybe some tears or something. Uh, and there's a whole chapter, of course, in Bhava Bhakti on, or a whole section of the chapter on Bhava Bhakti and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu about the Bhava Bhas. Hmm? So, science of ecstasy, huh? Right? Hmm? And it's, it's, it's a world of ecstasy where all the movements are... And all the feelings are, as I was saying the other day, manifestations of ecstasy, and and being being I should say centered as they are on Krishna. Hmm? Even the even the apparent unhappy ones are causing bliss. Hmm? So he says he's kind of giving an example here. He says. That, that uh, the perspiration, trembling, standing in one's hairs, bodily hairs on end, tears, faltering, fading, madness, melancholy, patience, pride, joy, humility. These are the various natural symptoms of ecstatic love of God. He's kind of given a 
an overview here, which cause the bodies to dance and float in an ocean of transcendental ecstasy. In the context of kirtan, kirtan rasa. Bhala huila poile tumi parama purushartha tomar premete ami hailun kritartha. It's very good, Ishwapuri says, that my dear child, that you have attained parama purushartha, the supreme goal of life. Tomar premete ami hailun kritartha. You have pleased me very much. I'm very much obliged to you. This is the service we want to render to our Gurudev. Nacho gao bhakta sange kar sankirtan krishtanam upadeshitar sarvachan My dear child, continue dancing, chanting, performing sankirtan in association with devotees. Bhakta sange kar sankirtan In association with devotees to sankirtan of krishtanam. And further, Krishnanam Upadeshi Tar Sarvajan. Give the teaching about Krishnanam to all the people. Sarvajan. To everybody. Share this this uh, dispensation with everyone. Eptobali Ekoshlokishikailomore. Saying this, my guru gave me one shloka, instructed me in one shloka. Bhagavatar Sar e Bole Bare Bare is the essence of the Bhagavatam's instructions. Therefore, Bole Bare Bare, again and again he told me about this. Now apparently Krishna's Kaviras really likes this verse, as he cited it numerous times in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He cited it here. He'll cite it again at the end of the Madhulila when this narrative of the Banaris Lila is again um uh, is found again. He uh, cites it in the conversation with Ramana Roy with Mahaprabhu in the instructions of Mahaprabhu to Sanatana Goswami and from the mouth of Haridas Thakur when he speaks about the virtues of the holy name when, when they're, they're questioned by the Brahman hmm? uh, and so forth and he speaks about the virtues of the name. You speak about the secondary virtues being mukti, the main virtues being something else. And so many times he uses the verse. It's a verse from the 11th canto, um, cited by, I think, one uh, of Yogendras, I think, Kavi to Maharaj Nimi. It's a beautiful chapter, the, the lessons of the Navyogendras, uh, all about bhakti. Mm-hmm. Emphasis there on kirtan also. So, and this is one of the verses. Evam vrataswa priyanama kirtya. Jatanu rago dutachitta uchai hasati atho ruditi vauti gayati unmadavan nutiti loko bhaya. So, evam vrata svapriyanama kutya. Having taken evam vrata, having taken a vow, it really means svapriyanama kirtya. To do kirtan of your, the names of Krishna that are dear to you. Swapriyanama. Hmm? Swapriya, the names of Krishna that are dear to you, to take a vow or in a committed way, it means to um, to chant them. As I said the other night, that what this was the final practice, if you will, of Gopakumar and Brihat Bhagavatamrita. He did Nam Kirtan of the favorite names of Krishna. Hmm? 
in, 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 without any kind of interruption, in, in, a, in a committed way. It also means evam vratasvapriyanamakit. It also implies that that if you take a vow to chant, it implies vaidhi bhakti, hmm? a vaidhi kind of orientation. Hmm? Um, and really, this is practically unavoidable. So this making this very like heavy demarcation um, between rag bhakti and vaidhi bhakti, almost as if vaidhi bhakti is bad and rag bhakti is good, it's very artificial, actually. Hmm? And while Vaidhi Bhakti, as a practice unto itself, hmm, is the pursuit of uh, Aishvarya Gyan, Aishvarya Prem, hmm, love of God and awe and reverence, hmm, that does not mean that Vaidhi Bhakti has no place in Raghavakti, the angas of Raghavak of Avadi Bhakti have no place in Raghavakti. Indeed, one of the practices of Raghavakti, of which there are three mentioned by Rupa Goswami and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, is to, to, besides remembering the leelas of Krishna, hmm, um, that exemplify the loved one is pursuing, serving in a sadaka deya and a siddha Besides these two, or the other two, the third is to engage in Vaidhi Bhakti, hearing, chanting, and so forth. It means all that has been said before this, because the Rag Bhakti um, section is the end of the second chapter of Bhakti Rasamrita which is about sadhana. And the greater balance of the book is all about Vaidhi Bhakti. And so, Ado, Gurvashraya, so just because Rupa Goswami says these are the three practices of, of Raghunuga Bhakti doesn't mean you don't need a guru, because it wasn't mentioned there. Hmm? No, that, that's also included. There may be a couple of angas, as, as Vishwanath Chakravitaku points out, within Vaidhi Bhakti that are not useful for Rag Bhakti, like worshipping the queens of Dwarka. Okay, obviously. Hmm? There's just a couple. All of them can be incorporated and and should be to strengthen and fortify the other practices of Rag Bhakti, which are remembering the Leelas, hmm? Leelas Marnam, and serving in a Sadaka Deya and a Siddha Deya, the latter following the former. Hmm? And there's overlapping. They're going on at the same time at some point as well. Hmm? So, so there's there's no need to make this harsh demarcation between the two. We make a demarcation in terms of moods and ideals. One ideal is reverential love of God. One ideal is 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 love in Madhuri and in intimacy, hmm? sweetness, the Vrindavan Leela. Hmm? And the mood is what is the difference between Rag Bhakti and and uh, Vaidhi Bhakti. And as one becomes qualified through the, the practices of Vaidhi Bhakti with this ideal in mind, then it's m- more practical, one has greater eligibility, Adhikar, to incorporate certain practices of Rag Bhakti, like serving in a Siddha Day, for example. This is not for, 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 
for, for beginners. Hmm? Indeed, what does he say next? He says, Jatanu rago dutachitu uchai. So taking a vow to chant the favorite names of Krishna, hmm? doing the, the hard work of, you know, so to speak, sadhana, like I say, you know, first it's medicine, and then it becomes food and so forth. Then what happens? Hmm? Jatanuraga. And Kaviraj Goswami uses the term elsewhere in Chaitanya Jartavinda Sanatan Siksha. Uh, Jatarati and Ajatarati. You've heard me use the term Jataruchi and Ajataruchi. These are the terms that Rupa Jiva Goswami uses in Bhaktisandarva. Ruchi, Rati. Hmm? Uh, it means taste in the case of Ruchi. It means attachment, love. Um, in the case of rati, they can also be used somewhat interchangeably, or they can be used to refer to the stages of ruchi and the stage of rati, which is bhava bhakti. Hmm? So there can be obviously raganuga sadhana hmm? that is aj- ajata rati because it's form of sadhana. So it's before rati is born, hmm? aj- ajata rati. And then there is Raghunuga Bhakti, Jatarati, with Bhav, after, after Bhav awakens. So he's saying, you take a vow to chant the favorite names of Krishna, and you do this. Will it have no effect? Hmm? If I just chant, is that enough? Or do I have to do Raghunuga Bhakti? Hmm? Some say chanting is not enough, you have to do Raghunuga Bhakti. Some say just chanting, you don't have to do Raghunuga Bhakti. Neither answer is correct. Just chant and Jatanuraga. Gradually you, you, something will come from that. Is whether nothing will come? Hmm? You're chanting, you're receiving a name from a particular sampradaya that has a particular goal hmm? Through from qualified devotees. What are you getting in the name? What are you getting in your mantra? Nothing? Are they only there to clean the heart? Is that all they're there for? Not according to Shikshastakam. Hmm? So the name will qualify one. Hmm? And as one becomes qualified, then certain practices will naturally, internal practices, and the ability to engage in them will naturally develop. Now you can get some shiksha with regard to that. Fine-tuning, and Gurudev can say, you study this section, um, here's a commentary on this, uh, these parts of the Bhagavatam, these leelas, it's really good for you, and so on and so forth, this kind of thing. But but the name will qualify. Hmm? And it will it will bring you to Ruchi, it will bring you to Rati. Hmm? And in Rati in particular, this is, obviously this is the practice in our Sampradaya of uh, the internal practice of uh, Siddharupena Chaturhi. So, uh, in serving in, in, in a Siddhadeya, because you've got one. <laughs> at that time. It's arisen hmm? in Baba Bhakti. You can serve in it. You can do Lila Seva in meditation. It is, after all, a meditative world that has to be understood. Hmm? Hmm. And that is, of course, the real world. Hmm? Hmm. Not an imaginary world, it's the real world. Therefore, when the Brahmin tested the sweet rice, was it sweet enough? He got a burn on his hand just to make the point. That's the real world there. It's being offered. Krishna's tasting it. So, 
So name will qualify us. So if you if you're chanting, yes, be acquainted with the teachings. What is your line and so forth? What are the practices of Raghunuga Bhakti? Be honest with your in terms of your ability to 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 practice them. Lila hmm? Smarna is not such, such an easy thing to sit. If you can't even sit and chant attentively, Nam Smarnam, how will we do Lila Smarnam? Hmm? Now people like to combine it to in some simple way, that well that, that, that's okay, but that's not the full idea really of Lila Smarnam from a particular vantage point of a particular internal sentiment and, and so on and so forth. And so, I say neither answer is correct. Chant and chanting will qualify you. And, 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 and this, this idea that chanting's not enough. You have to do something else. It causes some like fear, some anxiety. Uh-oh, I didn't get it right. I didn't get the whole thing. I'm not doing enough. I've got to do Raghunuga Bhakti. This is not the motive of Raghunuga Bhakti. Fear. Raghunuga Bhakti is out of, out of love, out of taste. It's driven. We are on the Ragmarg. We're, we're on the Ragmarg without Rati and without Ruchi. Ajata Ruchi. It's our ideal. We, so we incorporate the practices of Vaidhi Bhakti and particularly that centered on chanting and gradually the name, Ben Bhakti beautifully talks about it, the name gradually qualifies one. And he uses the term it qualifies one, I think, the something like that. It, it, it it's, uh, gives the jewel of eligibility for ragabhakti. It means that it gives eligibility for internal practices hmm? that are not just to be not just imagined and enforced, so to speak. So name is everything, and name will give us that means everything that we need. Hmm? But theoretical acquaintance with with all the aspects of the path is good because otherwise then you say, Name give me everything. I need this Raghunuga Bhakti stuff. That's the problem for sure. Hmm? But name can't can't give you everything. Not just chanting. That's also problematic. Sometimes I've seen the way that's being presented and it, it causes some anxiety. Then it causes quarrels and so forth, battles over hmm? Better to say, this is a theoretical knowledge, and as you chant, the eligibility develops, the heart becomes cleansed, and so on and so forth. Then these, these things will resonate with you. Or you'll understand it, you'll approach your guru, talk about that, and so on and so forth. So, it comes out nicely here in, in the verse, right? By taking the vow to chant the names that are dear to one, Jatanurago Dutta Chitta Uchai. One develops attachment. Rag, Ruchi, taste, attachment, asakti, bhava. And Jutta Chitta, then very eagerly, Uchai, loudly, Hasati, comes laughing and rhodity, crying and so on and so forth. These different symptoms, like a madman dancing. Out, without caring for others and so forth, uh, so this is the this is the method. This is the madness, something like that. Hmm? And then he, Mahaprabhu uh, says what he says. Um, 
which we'll conclude. I firmly believe that in these words of my Guru, and therefore I always chant the holy name of the Lord, alone and in the association of the devotees. That holy name of the Lord sometimes causes me to chant and dance, and therefore I chant and dance. Please don't think that I intentionally do it. I do it automatically. It's hmm. a nice statement. Hmm. Don't think that I intentionally do it in an imitative way. I can't but not do it. Hmm. It happens to me like this. This is the effect of the name. Hmm. And as it's happening, well, it's something internal is is going on. Krishna Nami J Ananda Sindhu Aspadam Brahmananda Tara Katodhakasang. Compared to the ocean of transcendental bliss, which is tasted by chanting, he's taken us so high into praying. The pleasure derived from impersonal Brahman. Brahmananda is like the water in a canal. It's like the compared to the ocean of the bliss derived from chanting the Mahamantra, the the happiness of Brahman is like a canal in comparison. So. Then a nice verse from Hari Bhakti Sudadaya, O my dear Lord, O Master of the Universe, since I have been, I have directly seen you, my transcendental bliss takes the shape of a great ocean. Being situated in that ocean, I now realize that all other so-called happiness is like the water contained in the hoof print of a calf. Prabhurmishta Vakya Shuni Sanyasiragan Chittapirigelap Kohi Madhuravachan After hearing Mahaprabhu, all the Maya bodies were moved, their minds changed. And as they spoke with pleasing words, he changed their hearts. Srimad Mahaprabhu ki jai. Shri Nam Kirtan ki jai. Shri Nam Siksha ki jai. He's given the Siksha. Changed their hearts. Sri Chaitanya Saritamrita ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Vanchakal Paturubhyas Chakrabhasindu Vivaccha Patitanam Pavana Vaishnava Namo Namo. Anandapuri Vaishnava Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi.